Jules. Hello, Doctor. I like the color of your bike. I did a favor once for the Metropolitan Police Force, and in return, they gave me at least a hundred tins of dark blue emulsion. That's interesting. But your bike is a kind of neon pink. Really? Yes, so it is. We're in your mind again, aren't we? Yes. We're relatively safe here for the moment, so I thought we could have a picnic in the shade. That sounds nice. What do you mean we're relatively safe? Well, I haven't really been feeling safe ever since it started following us. I saw it on the train, or I think I did. The driver! I thought I... I'm not sure what I thought or what I saw. Everything felt very wrong. You're not the only one who saw the driver. Wellcott also saw him. But you didn't. No. I saw a gloomy shape in the driver's chair that at first I thought was a man, but then you fainted and the shape disappeared. I think it actually merged with the environment. Interesting. (laughs) I fainted? Yes, at exactly the point the train went to hyperdrive. What do you think happened to it? Well, don't look back, but I'm pretty sure it's the cyclist behind us. That is not a comforting thought. No, indeed. I think we need a picnic to cheer us up. How about here? Seems like a good spot. It just cycled past us. Perhaps it's going sightseeing. Well, no matter. We can enjoy our jolly little picnic in peace. And I can hypnotize you! Uh, You don't still have a headache, do you? No. I feel fine. Calm and relaxed. I'm happy to let you hypnotize me. Excellent. Now, somewhere in my pockets... Ah! Now, Jules, I want you to relax even more. As you watch the clockwork mouse, following the mouse with your eyes, as your eyelids begin to feel heavy, and you're feeling peaceful and sleepy, and as you watch the little mouse, you feel like you're so very, very relaxed that you must be deeply, deeply asleep. And you're only dreaming of the mouse and only dreaming of the sound of my voice because you're asleep, Jules. But you can still hear me and you feel very safe and relaxed, don't you? Yes. Jolly good. Now, Jules, I want you to lift up your arm and wave to me. Can't. That's good, Jules. Don't worry. That means you're deeply under hypnosis. Now, I want you to remember something from a few hours ago. Something very important. Do you think you can do that? I can try. Good. I want you to remember being back on the TARDIS. Back before we travelled to England in the 1950s. Can you remember that? Try to remember. Back in the TARDIS.
There was, or there was not, in the oldness of time, a bad Julia who was very ashamed of herself for being so very late in replying to her little sister. I am sorry, Beth. It must be over a month since I last wrote you, and I have stuck to my promise to never hop backwards or forwards in time in the... What's that? Probably nothing. Don't worry about it. Okay, ignoring it didn't seem to work as well as I'd hoped. Something very strange is happening to my letter. Like what? I'm not sure. Yes, well, we'll deal with that later. Right now we've got to... Hold on. These readings are going haywire. They're all saying 1640. That can't be right. Let's take a little peek outside, see if... Ah, there. See? There's something there. Something in the vortex. Jules? Jules? Yes, I can hear you. Tell me what you want me to do. I don't want you to do anything, Jules. You're not talking to me, are you? Please stand stand aside. I I will pilot the ship. ship. Well, you can try. But don't expect the TARDIS to cooperate. We have a special bond. Okay, beginner's luck. Please Please be be quiet. quiet. Yes, I am listening. What did it say, Jules? You were listening to it. What did it tell you? Nothing. It it didn't say anything. He was in my head just for a moment, like a burning headache, but there were no words. It must have said something. You said you were listening to it. It was communicating through you. Think. Remember. It didn't say anything. It... Yes, it showed me something. An image. Ah, I can't remember what it was. The memory isn't there. As if the image was too bright and it burned away. But I'd seen it before. Yes, it was something I had already seen just moments before. The letter? Yes, yes, of course. It changed the letter. Excellent. Now we're finally getting somewhere. All we have to do now is get the letter, decode its meaning, somehow trap this thing before it kills us, work out what these ghost soldiers really are, find out where we've traveled to, who built the hyperspace portal here, and why, when, and just for good measure, how. Oh, and you can wake up now, Jules. As much as I'm getting used to being in your mind, Doctor, I have to say that I much prefer the real world. That's exactly what Alice said. (sighs) I still feel a little sleepy. Why do you think it didn't hurt us, like it did on the road to Little Dorchester? I'm not sure. Perhaps it's learning. It seems remarkably adaptable. I think it can definitely be manipulated into attacking, though, leaving it vulnerable to counterattack. Possibly. Maybe. It's very white out there. Just a white nothingness in all directions. Not so much a landscape, more a blank canvas. Indeed. Well put. Jules, do you still have the letter with you? Yes. 
Hmm, this is definitely your handwriting. But what's written here isn't a language I recognize. It seems to be a long sequence of symbols. Yes, they look like hieroglyphs, don't they? Word pictures. That's what it showed me, a long string of burning symbols. What do you think it means? I have absolutely no idea. That's a big smile. I love not knowing. It means I get to learn new things. Oh, um, sorry about the lawyer. Lawyer? No, no, don't answer. I'm sure I'll find out soon enough. What do you think it is, and what does it want? Well, we know it communicates visually. The shape in the space-time vortex, reaching out. The face in the windows. The train symbol on the signpost to Little Dorchester. The police box shape in the raindrops. The TARDIS readings, 1640. 1640 hours, that's when the ghosts of the British soldiers suddenly appeared on the train. Yes, and the shape in the driver's seat as we jumped into hyperspace. And the letter I was writing to Beth. Yes, as to what it wants, it was lost in the vortex. I think the TARDIS heard its cries, found it, tried to help it. It used you to set the coordinates for Little Dorchester Railway Station. It wanted to be on this train. It's clearly exceptionally powerful and very, very dangerous. I have to neutralize it before it causes wide-ranging chaos. If it can manipulate hyperspace and the space-time vortex, then there's almost no limit to what it can do. Have you or your loved ones been involved in an accident at work? What? Perhaps you've been maimed or mangled in a mining disaster on Mars. I have! It was just an ordinary day toiling in the deep excavation mines on Mars when there was a cave-in! Doctor, what is this? Another part of my mind. Holographic commercials. I find them exceptionally tedious, so it was the perfect place to hide us. So it's escaped again. Yes. It was cycling around my mind, taking its time, exploring the nooks and crannies. And now it's out again, and we have to trap it. I have a plan, but it's risky. You could be entitled to make a claim for compensation. We here at Murnau, Browning, Fisher, Intergalactic Law are ready to take your call. Call us now on Jupiter 0877-777-OUCH. I think the only way to trap it is to offer myself as bait and let it kill me. That is not an acceptable plan. Try again. Okay. I offer myself as bait, or rather, me and the TARDIS, and let it almost kill me, while I sneakily manipulate it psychically and then trap it in a physical object. I'm not convinced. Why would it regard you as bait? How can you trap it in a physical object? Well, it's just a theory. But it's good with conceptual spaces, like the space-time vortex, hyperspace, the inner landscape of my mind, and the TARDIS. And it can utilize physical objects, like the Ford Anglia. But it's very bad at living organisms like me and you. Bones and blood seem to befuddle it. It... it, Yes, yes, I know. It made a connection with you and it used you in the TARDIS. But the TARDIS was protecting you, helping things along. She generates a low-intensity telepathic field. And that's the clever bit of my plan. I'm going to fill my mind with thoughts and images of the TARDIS. Big and safe and welcoming. And I'm going to link the TARDIS to form a connection. That's the bait. It really shouldn't be able to resist such a powerful pull. It'll try to get to the TARDIS through me, killing me in the process. Or hopefully not killing me in the process. And then... Ooh, this carriage looks jolly nice. Let's use this one. Bagsy, I get the window seat. I don't like this, Doctor. 
Doctor, I know you're concentrating on baiting the trap, linking to the TARDIS, but I also know that you can hear me. Can't you come up with something else? Perhaps, perhaps there's something out there in that white void that can help us. It's brought us here after all. Doctor, don't be reckless, please. Doctor, someone's coming. Sabah al Khair. Mind if I... Doctor, it's here. I, I can't bring myself to look at it. I feel... I'm going to eat you, Doctor. Doctor, stop this! We have to get out of here. There has to be another way. Bone by bone. Doctor! It's going to kill you. Just a few more You have to stop. Doctor! It's merging with you. Doctor, are you all right? Got it. Trapped it. In your mind? Jeez, you people were so stupid. Now I have to get you. Maybe get rough. Stupid. Doctor, you said you trapped it. It seemed to wrap itself in you and vanish. Is it in your mind? Not in my mind. In the TARDIS key. The key. That's the physical object. In my pocket. It's locked in the key. How's that for symbolism? Stupid. Doctor! Ah, there you are. Doctor, can you hear me? Come on, get out. Leave us alone. Listen, lady, don't be stupid. I ain't no mood to be messed with. Now both of you, come with me now. Look... My friend is hurt. I don't care. Move it! She's unconscious. She can't move. What's what's wrong with it? I don't know exactly. But I have medical training. I can help her. Do you have a hospital? A sick bay? Yeah, right. How stupid are you, lady? Luisa, Dana, Allah. Please don't be rude. It's not helpful. How about a wheelchair? What the hell are you doing, Cruz? Don't take all damn day. Yeah, sorry, boss. I I had to get in the train and find him, and one of them is injured, maybe bad, but I got this covered. You got this covered? Hurry up, get them here. We got things to do. Sure, boss. Straight away. Well, you heard your boss. Help me lift her, please, and we can carry her together. But uh, give me a second first. (laughs) Just to collect myself... Oh, please be careful not to drag her foot. Her ankle is broken. She's in bad shape. I've seen her survive a lot worse. Hmm. Should just dump her here, leave her to die, or shoot her. Be best all around, believe me. Oh, I don't think you really believe that, Mr. Cruz. You don't know me. No. Hmm. My name is Julia Shahid, and this is my friend the doctor. Well, now at least we've been introduced, which is uh, traditionally the start of people getting to know each other. You talk a lot. Uh, What is this place? 
Mr. Cruz, I asked a question. What is this place? Jeez. Okay, this place. It's the space, okay? The space? Is that what you call it, where we are? Yeah, because we get here through hyperspace. See? All right. But where is it exactly? Don't know, don't care. Hey, uh, how come you're not freaked out like the other guy, your friend? Who do you mean? We try to stop him coming here, but he keeps coming back. He's stupid. Ah, uh, Mr. Wellcott. Him. Yeah, real pain. And it's got to be killing him, being so exposed to the hyperstitial tunnel system back at the other end. That stuff leaks like crazy. It's so old. My boss said we ought to just shoot him, put him out of her misery. Your boss doesn't sound very nice. Not too bad, really. Just under a lot of pressure, I guess. Is it much further? Nope. How do you know where we're going? Geomap on my compass shows me where I am. The space looks pretty much empty all around, but it ain't. There's a lot out here. A lot of people. Where are you taking us? To meet the boss. About time, Cruz. Why do you take so long to do anything? Uh, so- sorry, boys. And I, uh... what the hell did you bring him in here for? And one looks dead. Thought you might, you know, want to check him out, interrogate him, or something. Though this one, Julia, she seems cool. Thank you, Mr. Cruz. Jesus, Cruz. You ain't being paid to make friends. S- sorry. Ow! God damn piece of crap computer... The hell am I supposed to run an operation with this piece of junk? And where the hell's tech support? I called him ten times already. You've burned your hand. I could look at it for you. Yeah, she's. she says she, uh, she says she's a nurse. What the hell? Who cares? Get him out of here, Cruz. Stop wasting my time. Take him to the cell. Throw him in with the other one. And get back here double quick. And I mean fast. Got that? Yeah, yeah. Sure, boss. Come on. Wait. Wait, uh, Miss Lupez, is it? Christ, what? Miss Lupez, do you have any medical equipment? Uh, a first aid kit, maybe? No. Cruz, I said fast. Right, right. Welcome to the cell. Even in here, in this place, there is nothing but the white light divine, shining everywhere for all time. It's so beautiful here. Do you think it might be heaven? Aljean? I doubt that, Mr. Wilcott. But I wondered if I'd see you again. Wonder. That's a good word. This is truly a place of wonders. What, what happened to the doctor? She looks very ill. She... It doesn't matter. I'm positive she's getting better. Her ankle seems to have healed, for one thing. It's this place. This strange land of brilliant light. It's a place where the dead and injured come to be saved and made anew. Mr. Wilcott, are you you all right? It's wonderful. So very wonderful. What is? He is. Your son? Yes, 
Oh, my boy. My dear boy. He was on board the train? Um, his ghost, I mean. I'll get him back. And take him home. And then... And then Harriet will come back to me. To us. We'll be a family again. It all went wrong for us, you see, after Joe died. That awful day we got the telegram from the war office. What do you mean you'll get him back and take him home? We knew what it was, you see. Even before opening it. Stood there on the doorstep, just as it was beginning to rain. I remember looking at raindrops on the roses by the front gate. And thinking that I didn't have to water them now. Neighbors were peering out from behind curtains, or had come to the door. Everybody knew what a visit from someone from the war office meant, especially if they were just delivering a telegram. They were all secretly glad it wasn't them. Their boys were still safe. Harriet was crying. No, not crying. Sobbing. So hard and deep it took her breath away. She didn't look at me. I don't think she really looked at me ever again. Not really. Not even when she passed by me that day in the hallway, tightly gripping her suitcase. I have been asked to inform you that your son has been reported dead in Algiers at 1200 hours on August 26, 1942. On the behalf of the Secretary of Defense, I extend to you and your family my deepest sympathy in your great loss. I chopped down the rose bush and let the gardens grow wild with hawthorns and bramble. I understand what it's like to lose someone. I doubt that. But it doesn't matter. Because I have found him, and I will bring him home to England, where he belongs. Everything is perfect now. Everything is in place. You have even saved me the bother of looking for the doctor. You've brought her right to me. We were brought here at gunpoint by Mr. Cruz. You're... you're so polite, aren't you, Malakat Jamal Shahid? So very sure of yourself, and so very superior. I find you people very irritating. I'll choose to ignore that, because I don't think you are well, Mr. Walcott. I, I don't think you're fully in control of your emotions right now. Oh, there's absolutely no doubt about that, little Julia. Stand up and get over there. What? Come on, get out of the way. No. Then I'll bloody well make you. Ah! What are you doing? Leave her alone. This is mine. I'm taking it back. I'm taking everything back. Everything that was taken from me. Don't try to follow me or I'll shoot you and your friend. You never know. You might come back as ghosts. Mr. Walcott? Mr. Walcott! Where are you going? Shh. Keep it down, please, Jules. Some of us are trying to sleep here. 
I can taste hot jasmine tea, feel the warmth of the midday sun, hear the noise of the world, touch the hard porcelain of the cup and saucer, the solid wood of the creaking chair in which I sit, and the cold metal table in front of me. I, I flip through pages of my letter, examining my handwriting, correcting a word here and there. There are indentations on my fingertips from holding a pen and a smudge of ink under one of my nails. I feel the slight ache from sitting for so long and an itch from an insect bite on my leg. The world is anchored. It turns beneath me. But, but why then do I begin to doubt it all? Why am I suddenly feeling slightly adrift from this reality. Am I dreaming this letter to you, Beth? Am I dreaming this letter to you, Beth, dear? La Avram. I wonder if the TARDIS dreams. Come on, Jules. We've got to head to the control room. No. No? Stop, please. For a moment... Oh. What is it? Slow down, Doctor. You were unconscious seconds ago. I, I, I need to know you're recovered, and... And I want you to explain what happened on the train. Yes, of course. Why don't we sit down and eat? <laughs> I don't think there's a catering service. Pity. We should complain to management. Here, have a Cadbury's fruit and nut bar. It'll help with the magnesium deficiency. Thank you. You seem completely healed, even the ankle. How is that possible? Oh, Time Lord physiognomy for the most part. As I zonk out, my respiratory bypass system kicks in. Plus, this environment is high in super phytoncides. Like in a rainforest. Exactly. Phytoncides have powerful healing properties, and this environment is positively booming with them. I've noticed it before in other hyperspace realms and zero rooms, and I always meant to find out why. Your headache's gone, hasn't it? Yes, thank you. Can you tell me what happened on the train? It... it walked into the carriage, and I... I felt that everything was wrong. Like... nothing made sense. <clears throat> it was overwhelming. I'm sorry I put you through that, but I had to do it. I think you experienced a sensory overload, but it's probably nothing to worry about, and you're safe now, I promise. I have it safely trapped in the key. Ooh, there's an idea. We could stop calling it it and start calling it Keith. Much more friendly. Nobody was ever scared of a Keith. It was more than a sensory overload. It... It, it felt like... Like reality was violated. <sighs> I can't describe it. Nothing seemed real. Except for me. And how terrified I felt. The terror felt very real. Sleep paralysis and night terrors? Unable to wake from a nightmare. I... That's the closest I can 
think I can describe it. If that makes sense. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Oh. No need to be. And you're, um... I'm okay. Good. Good. Well, this has been a nice little chat, hasn't it? Shall we crack on? Let's go find whoever's in charge here. How the hell did you get out? Doctor, this is Miss Lopez. She's in charge. Hello. Have we met before? Ooh, by the looks of that burn pattern on your console, I'd say you're having some nasty systems problems. Hang on, I'll take a quick look. Wait, what? You tech support or something? You was half dead last time you was here. Dear, oh dear. These circuits are in really bad shape. And Cruz said... Wait, yeah, he said he found you on the train, so... So I'm not getting it. What the hell are you doing? The doctor is very good with computers. Oops, just a jiffy. Better deal with that. There you go. I don't know about any of this. Do you know... Look... Do you know what the hell you're doing? I wouldn't go that far. Christ. We're blind in here. It's nuts. The monitors cut out a while ago. I got no visuals on the machine now. And who the hell knows where Cruz got to? He's useless. Even the comms are down. Only thing running properly around here are the damn trains. And they're just so ancient it ain't even real. The machine? Yeah. And what the hell were you doing on that train anyways? What's going on here? It's a long story, and I, I think you better know we weren't the only ones aboard. A platoon of British soldiers was also on that train, but they seem to be spirits or ghosts. Well, duh. We brought them here. You guys stupid or something? No. We're new here. Doctor, what are they really? The soldiers? Well, they're not ghosts. Mostly ghosts are just people dressed up in white sheets. Doctor. Huh. She's a riot. You heard that, didn't you? Listen. I take it back. She's mental. Listen to that. You felt the vibrations in your bones, right? That's what a ghost is in most cases. The eye has a resonant frequency of 18 cycles a second, and will vibrate in sympathy with infrasound waves that have similar frequency. So there would be a smearing of vision, or evanescent hallucinations in the periphery of the visual field. The effects are detectable with basic seismicardiography. Nothing supernatural is involved. Electromagnetic waves can also interfere with brain activity and lead people to think they see ghosts. More likely, though, is that this antiquated hyperspace tech is creating nasty little RCDZs, uh, relative continuum displacement zones, or holes in the Swiss cheese of time, and the amplifying distorted psychic residue from the Second World War. Blood-soaked fields of conflict leak enormous amounts of raw psychic residue. War is the gift that just keeps on giving. The ghost soldiers we saw on that train hadn't yet seen conflict. Obviously, because they'd be no good to us then. That's a horrible thought. You've seen these not-ghosts before, Doctor. Once or twice, yes. Different types at different times throughout the universe. Lots of them in Cardiff, I seem to remember. Ah! There we go. Good as new. No way. You fixed it? 
Oh, yes. Nothing's happening. Try switching it off and then back on again. Nothing. Shit. Huh. Try giving the console a hefty kick. What? Go on. Christ. Son of a bitch! I made a few improvements. For instance, you can use that new hole I accidentally made there as a cup holder. If you have a big enough cup. Damn it. Stupid thing starts up whenever you boot up for the day. I'll kill it. No, I want to see it. know if I understood any of that, but it sounds horrible. Processing used materials? Look, I just do what I'm told. Collect my pay credits, keep my mouth shut. Doctor? Uh, you've gone very quiet. Yes. Uh, things are bad. Yes. You know what it all means. Oh, yes. Look, as I said, I got no say. No say in anything. I didn't put all this shit together. I just... I do what I'm told. That's all. I just... You can't put this on me, is what I'm saying. Please stop talking. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Would you be so good as to hand me your geocyst? Thank you. And then, I would very much advise you to go away and hide somewhere on the other side of the universe. Julia Shahid, would you come with me, please? I have questions. Not now, please. All right. You know, Mr. Cruz called this place the space. I'm reminded of Shahrazad's tale of the ebony horse given as a gift to Sabut, the kindly king of Persia. Anyway, uh, the ebony horse has magic powers and can carry its rider a year's distance in a day. A great warrior, uh, Kamal al-Akmar, I think, steals the horse so that he might impress the king's daughter, the beautiful princess Shams al-Nahar. 
but the ebony horse sickens when he rides it and carries him to a battlefield from which he cannot escape. He is slain and dies with the ebony horse, and their ghosts forever haunt a white void that exists only in dreams. Ah, I don't remember it happening like that at all. Hmm. But Sherazad was always exaggerating and embellishing. There are many versions of the tale, I think. I like that one best, because it was the version my brother told me. Fascinating. What is it? Not the foggiest. Biodrony Technologies Intergalactic call it the machine. How did they put it? Harnessing unknown technology. Which means they don't know what it is. They're just abusing it to make money. Binoculars, please. Thanks. Anything interesting out there? I think there's another one over there. Really? Let me... Oh, thank you. Yes, you're right. You wait for centuries to see an ominous and sinister machine of unknown origin, then two pop up at once. It looks a little different from the nearer machine. Yes. Do you know what I think? I think it's broken. I wonder why. All the technology we've seen here and back at the railway station has been in very poor repair. Ah, the Notch Ghosts, marching in spectral step. I doubt they've come here to go sightseeing. Quick plan. I think we should split up. Jules, follow the Notch Ghosts. Alright. I'm going to take a peek at this broken machine. Be careful. Boss, this is Cruz. You there? Can you hear me? Come in. Come in, damn it, boss. Jeez, stupid. Hey, hey you, what the hell, man? I had you locked up. Did you really think a prison cell could hold me? My son is here. I would tear open the skies to be with him. I don't need this, man. See him? See how he stands out from the others? Ooh. Look, man, you gotta... Whoa. Do you see him? Do you see his golden bloom? Yeah, man, wh whatever. I see it, yeah. No need for a gun. I wasn't talking to you. Have you lost your mind? The mind is its own place, and in itself can make a heaven of hell a hell of heaven. Please, put the gun away, Mr. Wellcott. Little Julia Shahid, I asked you a question. Yes, I see your son, Mr. Wellcott, and he was indeed a handsome young man, but you can't bring him back. Oh, God. What is it, Mr. Cruz? What happens here? Ghost into grunts. That's what the machine does. I have observed the process as the ghosts of the soldiers walk one by one into the machine. And one by one, they walk out the other side. Ghosts no longer. Flesh and blood. We make and sell armies, man. That's what we do. You won't get your boy back. What comes out of the machine, it's just a blank. There ain't nothing in there except the soldier. Recalibrate the machinery. I want my son. I want his mind and body. I don't know how to do that, man. Nobody knows how to do that. Then 
then you are of no use to me. No! <laughs> Doctor Who, Widen Your Gaze. Chapter 2, The White Light Divine, was written by Vince Staden and featured Kay Wu as the Doctor, Valina Cutler as Julia Shahid, and Joe J. Thomas as Wellcott, with Justin Fife as Fairhair, Alan Gordon as Cruz, and Lisa Michaud as Lupez, with Stan Envico as the VTI computer and Glenn Bartram as the lawyer. Afternoon Tea Adventures Doctor Who series is a free, not-for-profit fan production and is in no way associated with the British Broadcasting Company. It was created as a celebration of the series without intent to supersede or infringe on existing copyrights or intellectual property. Doctor Who, the TARDIS, and other registered sounds and concepts remain property of the BBC.